Thank you very much. Well, I'm not going to share too long. I just want to uh, mention that up front. Uh, because you know why? Because it's already been such an amazing service tonight. Um, how good. Three baptisms and three testimonies of how God's changed and transformed uh, these girls' lives. It's just been amazing. And so really, I just want to share and encourage you tonight and uh, to remind you tonight of the goodness of our great God. Uh, he truly is uh, an amazing God. Now, many of you be familiar with this verse, but it's a great verse in John 3.16. Uh, NIV version says this. Many of you heard this before, but what an incredible verse. This is the sacrifice uh, that, that God made. It states this. It says, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. I know I've said this on, on a few occasions before. One of the, this, the greatest fear for me, right? One of the greatest fear for me was uh, I had no hope for the future, that I, I knew that death for me was the end. I had no concept of faith or God or anything like that. And I just, I just wonder tonight, maybe some of you will come and you're here and you don't have an absolute security in where you are going. And I know what that's like because that's exactly how I felt. There was no security for me. There was no hope for me. I didn't have any sense of like, you know, uh, anything beyond this life. And it's a terrible feeling. It's an awful feeling. One of the things that struck me uh, in one of the testimonies, I think it was Bella that shared this, but it, it moved my heart as she shared something around um, one of the greatest things you can do is surrender your life and surrender your plan to God's plan. And it really struck me because I know that for some of you, you're holding back tonight. For some of you, God wants every aspect of our heart and He wants us to surrender. He wants us to give our lives over to Him because to trust His plan for our life is the best plan for our lives. But the problem is so often, and this is the nature of the human heart, so often what we wanna do is we wanna hang on and hold on to our agenda and our plan. And you know what? It's, it's subpar. It is subpar of what God has in store for you. And so this is one of the great things that I love about the gospel is that when we come into a relationship with this God, this amazing God who loves us, who gave His life for us, that not only can we have a relationship with Him, but He wants to use our lives in this world too. And He's got such an extraordinary plan for us. And so often we neglect His plan because we want to go with ours. We want to go our own way. It's a natural thing that we do. But we need to surrender every day so that we can experience fullness of life in Him. But not only that, not only is that the most extraordinary thing about the gospel, but there is a hope for the future. And one of the things I discovered when I came to faith is I realised I didn't have to fear death anymore. It was no longer a fear for me because I knew that there was a hope after this life. And so I just wondered tonight, I wondered, do you have an absolute security in your heart? Do you know from the bottom of your heart? Do you know where you're going? You know, I've had some conversations, you know, when I take my daughter um, to um, school, you know, we, we've had some uh, conversations about faith and about God. And she's asked me these questions about, you know, heaven and hell and all this sort of stuff. And as we wrestle with that, if the Bible is true, this is, this is what it states. If the Bible is true, everybody ends up somewhere. And you want to know, like I said to my daughter, you want to know where you're going. You want to know where you're going. And tonight, if the Bible is true, which I believe it is, 
God has made a way for every single person to know Him, but to have a hope for the future as well after this life, to know where they are going. And He has made it possible. He has made it possible for everyone to know that. And I just wonder tonight, are you in a place or are you in a position where you'd be willing to say, okay, I wanna surrender to you, God, if you haven't already. And like I said, though, this is a daily thing. We need to do this every single day. We need to give up our own rights, to give up our agenda, to give up control of our own lives and say, okay, God, I want you to uh, take control of it. This is so powerful, John 3.16, so powerful. He made a way so that not only could we have a relationship with him, but it says that he gave his one and only son. I mean, what sort of king would lay down their life like this? And yet this is, this is your saviour that you either know or a saviour that you could know, laying down his life so that we could, uh, so that we could know him. And it's an extraordinary act. And that's the love that God has for us as well. I mean, think about it for a second. If you've ever doubted for a moment, actually, that was the other thing, wasn't it? That was the other thing that I, it struck me as well with the testimonies tonight is that they're discovering their identity in who uh, they are in God. Not on what cultures have said about them, not on what other people have said about them, but who God says about them. And they've discovered their identity in Him, that they are a child of the living God. And as David and I were just discussing at the start of this service, I remember him sharing with me one time, but that identity, when we discover who we are in God, it changes everything for us. Changes everything for us. And so this is amazing. This changes everything. To know the creator of the universe, to know who you are in him, to know that you have eternal life after this life. Why wouldn't we want to give up and surrender our lives to this extraordinary father, this extraordinary saviour, that as we, it's been declared here tonight that laid down his life so that we can know him. He's incredible. And you know what's so fascinating about this passage as well? It goes on to say, not only uh, for God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, but it goes on to say that whoever believes in Him, whoever believes in Him. It's one of the great things that uh, people withhold from or, or holds people back from coming to church is because they think, oh, there's no way I'm good enough. There's just no way this God could accept me. But that's the extraordinary thing about the gospel. That's the extraordinary thing about God is that He's a Father that loves every single one of His children, that He wants a relationship with every single person. And He hasn't made it, you know, slightly difficult. He hasn't made it difficult for people to come to know Him. He's made it incredibly, incredibly feasible for every single person. Whoever, it says, whoever. That's, it's, it's incredible. It's an incredible thought, whoever puts their, believes in him, shall not perish but have eternal life. And I just wonder if some of you are here tonight and you know deep down, deep down within your soul, you know you don't have an absolute confidence of where you are going. You know, as Bella shared, she would go and visit her dad in hospital and uh, and she just saw this peace that he had. And even as Bella shared, you know, there's, Jason Sharon in hospital, yes, he's sick, but he had this peace and this confidence of no matter what happens, he knew where he was going. And I just wonder tonight if you have that absolute confidence, that absolute peace from the very bottom of your heart that you know the saviour of the world and you know where you're going because the reality is no one escapes this. No one escapes death. 
There's not one single person in this room tonight or watching online that escapes this. All of us will face death at one point or another. And do you have the confidence of where you are going? I came across this and uh, Billy Graham was, uh, was invited to address at uh, uh, some particular service. I think he was 92 years old at the time and he was hesitant to, to come and address, but uh, they really urged him. They said, would you just come and do a final address? And he shared this story about Albert Einstein and he stated this. He said, I'm reminded today of Albert Einstein, the great um, physicist who this month has been honoured by Time magazine and man of the century. Einstein was once travelling from Princeton on a train when the conductor came down the aisle punching the tickets of every passenger. When he came to Einstein, Einstein reached in his vest pocket and he couldn't find his ticket. So he reached in his trousers uh, pocket um, and it wasn't there. He looked in his briefcase but couldn't find it. Then he looked in the seat beside him and he still couldn't find it. The conductor said, Dr. Einstein, I know who you are. We all know who you are. I'm sure you bought a ticket. Don't worry about it. Einstein nodded appreciatively and the conductor continued down the aisle punching tickets. As he was ready to move to the next car, he turned around and saw the great physicist down on his hands and knees looking under the seat for his ticket. The conductor rushed back and said, Dr. Einstein, Dr. Einstein, don't worry, I know who you are. No problem. You don't need a ticket. I'm sure you bought one. Einstein looked at him and said, young man, I too know who I am. What I don't know is where I'm going. Having said that, Billy Graham continued, see the suit I'm wearing, he said, it's a brand new suit. My children and my grandchildren are telling me I've gotten a little slovenly in my old age. I used to be a bit more fastidious. So I went out and bought a new suit for this luncheon and one more occasion. He says this, you know what that occasion is? Um, This is the suit in which I'll be buried. But when you hear I'm dead, he said, I don't want you to immediately remember the suit I'm wearing. I want you to remember this. I not only know who I am, Billy Graham said, I also know where I'm going. May your troubles be less, your blessings more, and may nothing but happiness come through your door. Life without God is like an unsharpened pencil, Graham said. It has no point. May each of us live our lives so that when our ticket is punched, We don't have to worry about where we are going. It's a valid point that Dr. Graham mentioned that day and I wonder tonight as well, do you have absolute peace in your heart? Absolute confidence of where you will spend eternity? This is the most important question that could be asked of you. Do you know where you're going? And the deal is this, is that if you are unsure, if you are uncertain, in this very moment tonight, you could come before a holy God. You could come before a great Saviour, a great Father and say, God, I'm unsure, but I want confidence of where I'm going. And that prayer would be answered tonight. That, that you remember, do you remember um, on the cross, there were three crosses And one on the criminal turned to Jesus in that moment. He said, would you remember me when you went to paradise? That that criminal didn't have time to fix up his life or, or change things or turn things around. He just cried out to Jesus. And Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. Talk about grace. Talk about mercy. 
And in the same way, it's an opportunity for us also. It's an opportunity for us. And so tonight you have an opportunity. Tonight you have an opportunity to say, God, I need you. God, I really need you in my heart. I need you in my life. I wanna know with absolute, absolute confidence of where I'm going. Let me read this last thing to you. I came across this only a little while ago, a story up specifically around the Titanic, and it states this. The night the Titanic uh, sunk in 1912, on April the 14th, 1,528 people went into the freezing waters. John Harper, after putting his only daughter on a lifeboat, was seen swimming frantically to people in the water, leading them to Jesus before the hypothermia became fatal. Reverend Harper swam up to one young man who had climbed up on a piece of debris. Reverend Harper asked him between breaths, are you saved? And it's a question that we all need to know this very night, are you saved? And the young man replied that he was not. Harper then tried to lead him to Christ, only to have the young man who was near shock reply no. John Harper then took off his life jacket and he threw it to the man and said, here, then you need this more than I do and swam away to other people. A few minutes later, Harper swam back to the young man and succeeded in leading him to salvation. Of the 1,528 people that went into that water, that night, six were rescued by the lifeboats. One of them was a young man on the debris. Four years later at a survivor's meeting, this young man stood up and in tears recounted how John Harper had led him to Christ. Reverend, uh, Reverend John Harper, sorry, let me uh, find this. After the 1,000 went into the water that night, there were six rescued by lifeboats. One of them was uh, four years later, survivors meeting. The young man stood up in tears, recounted how John Harper had led him to Christ. Reverend Harper had tried to swim back to help other people, yet because of the intense cold, had grown too weak to swim. His last words before going under the freezing waters were, believe on the name of the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. They were his final words. Does Hollywood remember this man? No. This servant of God did what he had to do while other people were trying to buy their way onto the lifeboats and were selfishly trying to save their own lives. John Harper gave up his life so that others could be saved. And John Harper knew what it meant to live a life with urgency. And John Harper knew where he was going. That's the key. He laid down his life so that others could find life, but he also could do that because he knew where he was going. And tonight, just as John Harper asked that young man as he lay on the debris, nearly about to lose his life, are you saved? And in the same way tonight, do you have an absolute confidence in the bottom of your heart? You know who you are in Christ, but not only that, you know where you are going. And if you don't, tonight is an opportunity to say, I need to know. I need that assurance. I need to have full confidence of where I am going. Tonight is your opportunity. Tonight is your opportunity. Do not miss this opportunity. Father God, we thank you for your word. 
and how it impacts our hearts. I know that there are some here right now that they know it's them. If your heart is pounding and you think, how does he know? How does he know my story? How does he know where I'm at tonight? It's not me that's speaking. It's the Holy Spirit that's knocking on the door of your heart saying, would you be willing? And tonight is your night. Tonight is your opportunity. And so with eyes closed and heads bowed, I wanna give you an opportunity to respond to him in this moment. If that's you tonight, you'll know who you are. You can just pray this prayer. Dear God, I wanna have assurance of not only a relationship with you, but of eternal life. I wanna surrender my life to you right now. I give everything to you. I thank you for dying for my sins. I thank you for rising again, overcoming death. I thank you for laying down my life so that I could know freedom, hope, grace, mercy, and most importantly, a relationship with you. Come and fill my heart by your spirit right now. I surrender to you now. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Father God, I thank You for those that have responded tonight. And I wanna thank You, great God, for this great news. I thank You, Lord. It's not just for some, it's not for the elite, but it's for every single one. It says, whoever believes, whoever believes can know You, great God. And so, Lord, this is an amazing thing. It's an extraordinary thing. And because of this Gospel message, because of Your grace and mercy, we can have absolute freedom, absolute hope of the future found in You, great God. And this is because of this, it's an opportunity just to worship and to praise and to honour You, Father. I wanna thank You for the girls that have been baptised tonight as they declared as well, encountering You and how their lives are being transformed and changed. I wanna thank You for the many more that that's gonna take place uh, in, great God. I wanna thank You for those that responded tonight. I wanna thank You for what You're gonna do in this city, this state and this nation and beyond, Father. I wanna thank You for the many lives that have came to faith this very day across the whole globe, Lord. And I wanna thank You that You are so at work in and through people's lives and You're gonna to continue Your good work, great God. And I thank You that we can be a part of it. And so Lord, why wouldn't we wanna stand and worship and honour the greatest Father that anybody could ever encounter. And so Lord, we do that now. We honour You and we worship You in Jesus' mighty and precious Name. Amen. Let's do that now. Let's jump up on our feet and we're gonna worship and praise and honour Him. And you know, if you feel to still continue to respond in this song. You feel free to do that. You can talk to God at any moment, any time. This is the great thing. He says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I am with you. And so let's respond and worship our great King. Of every song we could ever sing. 